We're back tonight uh, once again with our basic series, uh, challenging and, 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 and reclaiming the way that we follow God, the way that we be the church, okay? That's what this series is all about. So we're going to focus now. Now is our time to focus. Um, and what this is really all about is, again, just discussing what it means to basically walk with the Lord and be part of the church, okay? If you want to know what it means to walk with the Lord and to be a part of the church, this series is going to help you out. Last week, we started it off by discussing fear God, fearing God, and what that means. This is where our faith begins. This is where life begins and wisdom begins, the fear of the Lord. It's not a popular topic in, in culture. It used to be okay to talk about it, but um, people don't want to talk about the, the scary things or the, I mean, the, re- the reality of some things. But all it is, Fearing God is what we talked about, is recognizing that he is the all-powerful creator um, and that we are broken sinners, that we can't stand before him because he's so holy we wouldn't survive. And there is some fear in that. But here's what's crazy. And it's nothing new. What I taught you all last week is nothing new. You've already learned it. Okay? What are the ABCs of becoming a Christian? Admit. What are you admitting? That you're a sinner. It's the exact same thing. Fearing God is starts by, by just recognizing who he is and recognizing kind of where you're at, that you're a sinner, that you're, you don't measure up. We've all messed up. We've all failed. And we're, we're just, we're there. And that's the reality of it. You're, you're a sinner who stands before an almighty, just, and holy God. And, and when the people of the Bible did that, when they encountered God, they, they were terrified. They feared God. But here was the crazy thing about who God is. When we come to that place of healthy fear, God says, don't be afraid. God says, I want to invite you into my family. I want to invite you into my kingdom. I want to invite you into this love. And he seeks to cherish us as his children, as his friends, and as his bride in Christ. And so it is the fear of the Lord that leads to life, a life everlasting, a life abundant, a life that you um, were created for. And so That was last week. This week is following Jesus. It's our new brick right here. Following Jesus. And this is what we're going to be talking about tonight. The basics, the basic of of following Jesus. So what does it mean to follow Jesus? Last week we kind of talked about some trends um, that have gone through the church. Uh, You know, um, we talked about the coffee shop. We talked about different music. But we also talked about, no, that was last week. Last week we did this. It's been that long of a week, right? Um, But anyway, um, another trend that kind of came through the church, and and a positive one, I think, is that it seems like more people are understanding what the church actually is. All right, let's focus. Um, Let's make sure our phones are away. Um, But uh, a lot of people are starting to understand that the church isn't just a building. It's not just a service. It's a people. The church is a people. Um, church, the whole biblical definition and, and understanding of a church is that it's a people. It's, it's not a place or time, but a people. It's something, you know, we kind of need to think of the church as, as family, a family. You know, your family is your family regardless of where you live or if you have a house or if you have reunions or anything like that. You're a family. It's just part of it. You know, whether you hang out a lot or not, you're, you're family. Same with the church. And we need to look at the church the same way. The church is always the church. The church has always been the church. Before it had uh, buildings and formal gatherings or anything like that, the church was a group of people. 
which means our church family is more than just this youth group. Our church family is more than just Southwest Park. Our church family extends across time and across all the world to everybody that is a Christian. That's our, that's our church. That's the family of Christ. The church just means followers of Jesus Christ, okay? That's just something to kind of keep in mind. We'll talk more about church later. But the church is followers of Jesus Christ. Now, more, pe- more and more people, I think, are starting to get that. And though we can agree that the church is followers of Jesus Christ, a lot of people disagree on how we follow Christ. How do we follow Jesus Christ? There's lots of disagreement there. Um, just like we can distort the way that we talk about fearing God and people can turn that into, well, God's just a jerk and God, just God wants to punish people. No, that's not who our God is. He is just, but he is loving. Well, we can also distort what it means to follow Jesus. It's a pretty simple concept. I mean, Jesus says, follow me. The first thing he said to his disciples was, follow me, and I'm going to make you fish for, for people. And yeah, he was talking to fishermen, but he's like, no, forget the fish for a second. I want you to follow me, and what's going to happen is I'm going to transform you. I'm going to help you learn how to catch people, how to catch people Um, It's also the last thing Jesus told his disciples. So the first thing he said was, uh, follow me and I'll help you catch people. The last thing he said, go make disciples of all nations. Go make other followers of me and teach them all about who I am. Teach them about the things I've said. Teach them about the things I've commanded. Now that's what Jesus said. Teach them, you know, go make followers. Follow me, I'll make you fish for people. Go make disciples. And in between these two statements, he spent a lifetime of just, um, of just guiding his disciples and showing his disciples what it meant to make other disciples, what it meant to bring people to Jesus, to, for, for people to follow, oh, wrong side, follow Jesus. So Jesus said this at the beginning, at the end, and then he showed it and taught it and guide, guided these guys and girls to, to, man, just know how to do it, how to make disciples, how to follow Jesus. How to follow Jesus. And it's the idea that we get more and more people to come unto the, under this authority of God, to submit to God, and, and, and to live the way that God has desired for us, that God has created us to live. That's the whole point of following Jesus, is learning how to live in, 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 you know, in line with that tree of life, that way of life. And he spent his whole life doing it, and then goes, now you go and do the same. Where it gets confusing is today there's millions of people out there who, who, who say they, 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 they call themselves Christians. They say they're followers of Jesus, yet their lives look nothing like it. If we just said that followers of Jesus are those that kind of follow Jesus, and they're not obeying the things that he's called them to do, yet in their hearts they're convinced that they follow him, that they're followers. Y'all remember the game Follow the Leader? When was the last time y'all played that game? Probably a while. Not that long ago. You know, it, you know, Simon Says. We probably played that one pretty more, more recently. So, but follow the leader. You know, have y'all ever played? It's pretty easy. The leader pats his head, and so you have to pat your head. The leader flies over there, so you have to fly over there too. You know, you just do whatever the leader does. Um, but for some reason, um, in, 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 in some 
churches and, and parts of Christianity, you know, people say the rules are different when it comes to following Jesus, that we don't actually have to do it. We don't actually have to do what Jesus says to do or did. We just have to do it in our hearts, which doesn't make any sense. Imagine playing follow the leader and you're like, hey, flap your wings. And this kid's not flapping his wings. You're like, what? Why aren't you flapping? He's like, oh, I'm doing it in my heart. You know, that, that counts, right? No, you're, you're eliminated. It doesn't count. Um, but what, it, it doesn't make sense because what seems to work in the church it, it, it seems to work in the church where we can say, oh, no, I'm just doing it in my heart. But it doesn't work anywhere else like that. And so, man, it's a lie that we've bought into in our lives that we don't actually have to do the things Jesus says. And so you get with, the, Jesus talks about it. He's like, you're, you're going to face a lot of hypocritical people that say, hey, I follow this and I do this. And then they live completely different. But Jesus says, if you're a follower of me, you're not going to be like that. Have you, this is, this is a dumb question, but I'm going to ask, have you ever been told to clean your room? Absolutely. Yes. And if you haven't, well, then you're a liar or your parents are failing and you need to clean your room. So here's, here's, here's something that I, I think you would understand. I think Carissa will understand. She will get it. I've asked her to clean her room already. It hasn't worked yet, but she doesn't speak English yet. Um, but one of these days I'm going to say, go clean your room. And it's, she's. What if she comes back and says, you know, hours later, Dad, I memorized what you said. You said, go clean your room. No, that doesn't count. Go clean your room. Or she comes back, God, I mean, Dad, um, I said, you know, she thinks very highly of me, of course. <laughs> um, Dad, no, Dad, uh, I learned how to say I cleaned my room in Greek. No, that doesn't count either. Or, or no, hey, Dad, what if, what if my, my friends and I, we're going to try to get together and we're going to talk about and discuss and study what it would look like if I cleaned my room? No, she knows what I expect. She knows what I want. I want her to clean her room. So why do we think this type of talk and thinking works with Jesus? Like, yeah, I'll memorize that. Or, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, learn it in a you know, a biblical language, or I'll do a study over it, but I'm not going to live it. It doesn't make sense. Jesus was clear as could be. He would look at people and he would say, man, why do you call me Lord, master, leader, and you don't do the things that I say? You don't follow what I tell you to do. Yet you say that I'm Lord. And he also says, not everybody that says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter heaven but only those that do the will of my Father. And the whole point is, you know, we throw out these words without action behind it, and that was never acceptable to Jesus. Jesus never was like, oh, yeah, you know, you get partial credit there. No, he's like, you're not doing what I told you to do. When I say follow me, you, you follow me. When you do what I ask, when I ask you to do something, you just obey. It's obedience. And one of the things I love about Jesus is how honest he is, how straightforward he is about the things um, that he talks about. Like when he told people to follow him, he was very clear. He explained that it is going to be difficult. That following Jesus is not easy. It's not going to be always easy. And it's going to be difficult. He would say, look, if you follow me, it's not going to be this life of luxury. In fact, I don't even know where I'm going to sleep tonight. Or... Not only that, people are going to hate you for following me. 
And not only that, but there are going to be all these temptations in the world that you have to fight. And not only that, even your own family might be against you. And not only that, you may end up getting crucified like I'm going to be crucified. These are the things that Jesus said about following him. And sometimes we're not honest about it. We try to talk people into following Jesus. And we're like, hey, if you, you know, if you follow Jesus, you'll be forgiven. You'll go to heaven. You can have intimacy with God, which is all true. But we leave out some of these other parts. We neglect to tell some of the things that Jesus is very upfront about. That following Jesus is not going to be easy all the time. That it can actually be difficult. That there's this wide road that a lot of people are going to take because it's easy to go on. And there's this narrow road that leads to him, leads to Jesus. And few people are going to find it and few people are going to follow it. It's the hard path. But he also says, look, I'm worth it. I'm worth it. I'm worth taking this path, this small path. See, the question of following Jesus isn't maybe as much how do we follow Jesus, because, again, Jesus makes it very clear, you know, how do you, you just do what Jesus says. You know, you feed the poor, you, you take care of those who are hurting, you love your enemies, you, you love those who hate you, you, man, you just do good things, you love God, you love people. But I think one of the questions that, can be a little more harder to answer is, is why. Why follow Jesus? And that's why. Because he's really good at the whatever that is. No. Why should I follow Jesus? See, if, if the road is so narrow and so difficult and there's going to be hard times and people are going to hate me over it, why should I follow Jesus? You know, part of me thinks back to last week's lesson. You know, you're, you're standing in front of the Creator, God Almighty. You get the privilege and the honor to follow him. I mean, that, that's part of it. And Jesus does tell us about all the benefits of uh, following him. But, but let me be clear. And, and, and pay attention here. You know, look up if you have to. You know, let, let's, I, I want you to hear all of this because it can be very, I don't know, not confusing. But there's a full re- the reason I started following Jesus is because I realized that he loves me, but that I need him. That I need him. See, Jesus promised that he's going to come back and he's going to judge the earth. He made this promise. He told his disciples. He told her, like, look, I'm coming back. And I want to come back for you, but I'm going to judge the earth. And when I read about this judgment in Revelation, it can be terrifying. Um, Revelation 6, you have these people who are the biggest and the best on earth. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're the top of the, you know, the tier there. But they're, they're, they're crying out. They're hoping um, that, that, you know, they're hiding in caves and, and they're hoping that these rocks will fall on them and kill them just to keep them from the wrath of the Lamb. The wrath of the Lamb? Have you ever even heard of that? You know, we like to think of Jesus as the, the cute Lamb or he's the, the long-haired, nice-bearded and he's just sitting there petting sheep and playing with kids. That's the Jesus we like to think about, the gentle Jesus. And that Jesus is there. That's part of who he is. But there's a just part of him. There's a part of him that's going to come back and bring justice for all. And it's, it's, justice isn't always pretty. So honestly, man, when, when, when you look at the Scripture and understand in the Bible, Jesus talks openly about justice and wrath. He's very straightforward on what it means to follow Jesus and what it means to not follow Jesus. He's, a, he's straightforward about the reality that he's going to bring judgment over everything and that he has the power and the authority to do it. 
But he has this desire for you to be on that side with him. So honestly, I follow Jesus because of his love and blessing, his blessings. Like his, his love got me. But the real reason, like the, the, the most foundational reason I follow Jesus when I think about it is because I need him. I need him. Because in some way, I mean, in, in, in some ways I think, what other choice do I have? There is no, he's the only way to truth and life. There's no life outside of him. In John 6, Jesus said some really difficult words and, and, and in front of thousands of his followers, thousands of people. And, and thousands of people are listening to Jesus and, and he gets done teaching. And uh, everyone starts leaving except for 12. You know, they're walking away. They're like, man, I, I can't do that. I can't take that. I can't stomach that. That's too much. And they just start leaving Jesus. They choose other. And so Jesus, he looks at the 12, and he's like, are you guys going to leave too? Here's your chance. You can leave now, or you can stick around. And, and, and Peter, Peter's answer is really profound, yet it's really simple. And Peter says, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? We've seen you. We've known you. You have the keys to eternal life. Nobody else has that. Nobody else has anything else that'll measure up to that. Where are we going to go? I know your message is hard, but where are we going to go? So Jesus makes it clear. Life won't always be easy on this path. And so you set out thinking that you've committed to something that's going to be so difficult, and parts of it are. But man, as you start going, you find, man, there's, there's some real blessing in it some real peace, some real rest that you can take in Jesus, even though it's the hard path, even though it's the hard road. There is more abundance in life with Jesus than there is with any other choice you make. There's life, and nobody else has access to this life except him. And Jesus is just saying, come, take this way. Follow me here. Take this path, I'll guide you the whole way. And that's what he does when you choose Jesus, when you choose to follow Jesus, he'll guide you the whole way. Through the ups and the downs, he'll guide you the whole way. And you start learning that all the things that he's saying let go of and walk away from and don't do, those things were actually going to lead you to destruction anyways. You either learn that the hard way or Jesus actually kind of shows you ahead of time, like, hey, if you go down this path, it's going to lead to some suffering and some destruction. So come with me over here, and let's get rid of some of this stuff. Jesus talks about following me and the cost of it, and he says, if anyone wants to come after me, let him deny himself. That means, that means you. You have to deny yourself. You have to take up his cross and, and, and take up your cross and follow him. There's some cost to it. And if your discipleship with Jesus, if you're following Jesus, has no cost, are you truly following him? But he also says, if you try to save your life, you're going to end up losing it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you will find it. Which means, you know, in other words, you're gonna, if you're going to try to hold on to all these things and save every bit of the life that you've built and all the things that bring you pleasure and all the things that make you happy, you're going to end up losing your life because none of those things bring life. But if you surrender your life and you give it to Jesus, man, life is going to come and it's going to come abundantly. I mean, think about it. 
Jesus isn't coming after us because he needs us. We have nothing to offer him that he needs. We have a lot to offer. He wants our worship, praise, love, and adoration, all that kind of stuff, but we have nothing that he needs. That's not why Jesus wants us to follow us. No, he wants us to follow us because he loves us. He's the creator. He's Jesus. He doesn't need us. You know, when, when, when Peter was talking with Jesus, um, you know, Peter says, oh, Jesus, we, we gave everything up for you. You know, what is left for us? Like, we, we've gave it, given it all up. And Jesus quickly stops Peter, and he says, look, anybody who sacrificed for me and given up for me, they're going to receive a hundred times back. Like, there, there's more glory and more uh, uh, blessing and, and, and abundance and, and so much more flourishing, whatever word you want to use, that when you choose Jesus and along the journey, he's going to give back. hundred times what you gave up. See, understand this. A life of, of giving and serving people, a life of, of just loving others, it's worth it because you're going to find on this journey of following Jesus, there's so much blessing and reward because it's more blessed to give than receive. God, God does something incredible when we just live sacrificially. And as we surrender, it's the God of the universe, the God we should fear, who then humbles himself. This God that we could stand before us and burn up like that, and because we just don't stand a chance, we, don't, we, we shouldn't be able to stand in front of him. Well, he does. Instead of saying, fear me, I'm the almighty girl, you know, whatever, he humbles himself. He comes before us and he says, yeah, I'm your leader, but I'm going to serve you. I'm going to wash your feet. I'm going to go to the cross for you. I'm going to listen to your prayers. I'm going to pour out my love and withdraw my wrath from you. And we can begin to realize that God himself is actually caring for us. See, this journey with Jesus helps us know God more, but man, it just puts us in the place where we can experience all that he has to offer. It goes from a place of understanding the fear of the Lord to following Jesus because of the love and the invitation of God, of the Lord. There's a reason why Jesus says, follow me. It's not because he needs us. It's not because he needs anything that we have to offer. But he's telling you and me to follow him because that's the way that's going to lead you to life. Once again, a life that's, that's beyond anything you can come up with. Anything you can muster up by yourself or with anybody else. The reason Jesus says, follow me, is because he can give you something nobody else can, and it's life. So are you going to choose to follow him? Now here in a second, we haven't talked much of like what it means to start following Jesus or, or how to come back to, to following Jesus. You know, maybe you're, wherever you're at, we're going to have that time to kind of talk about that with our volunteers in a second. But I just want to make it very clear, the basic of following Jesus, it's, it's obedience. Now, how do you do it? You just do what Jesus says. Why do you do it? Because you need him. You can keep looking anywhere else for whatever you're looking for, but only Jesus offers life. So let me pray for you all, and then we're going to uh, have this time of real talk um, where you can just kind of chat it out. Um, and these guys and girls will kind of guide you in that. But... uh as always, and if you have any thoughts or questions, man, I'm always up for talking. Father God, I just thank you for who you are. You are the God, the Almighty, the Creator. You're above everything. You're holy. You're perfect. You're pure. And God, we don't stand a chance because we are sinless. We are messed up. We're broken. 
And God, Scripture talks about how, how sin cannot survive in your presence and, and how anybody who looks upon your face just dies. But yet, when, when we come to you and we experience that fear of the Lord, man, you, you stop us and you say, don't fear, let me lead you to life. Have you met this guy named Jesus? The Son of God, the, the, you know, the man himself that, that became human so that he could experience experience everything that we've ever experienced, go through life and through death, and come back out of death alive, be resurrected, just so that we could also experience the victory that's in Christ too. So God, help us to understand what it means to follow Jesus and help us to take that step. Man, to stop denying, to stop you know, making excuses to stop saying, oh, well, I just need this, or I just want to feel this first, or I want to see this first, or maybe let me try it. No, God, just help us come to this recognition, this place where we just rec- know that we need Jesus, and we take that step. That it's not about anything else other than just believing and surrendering to you, to Jesus. Help us understand the basic of that, following Jesus. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen.